Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Are you going through grievous testings, times of trial and tribulation that you just can't figure out? That you're asking God why? Sometimes we perceive these trials and tribulations as an indictment from God, but it's not an indictment from God. Did you know, beloved saints, that one of the most powerful principles that is in the Bible is that so many of those that ascended to the highest place of destiny in their lives actually went through trials and tribulations before they got there, and that difficulty does not disqualify us from destiny. Disadvantage does not mean you will not arrive where God has ordained you. I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and we're going to go live to the service in Anaheim, and I'm going to be back with you and teach you on the Jephthah generation, the anointing in the Jephthah generation. I believe God is going to heal you today from the stigma of shame and that God is going to open every door for you. So if you are going through difficulty, especially with emotional hurts and wounds, this is your moment of release and breakthrough. Let's go live to the service in Anaheim. is the pneumatology of the book of Judges. Why? Because every single one of the judges was in the natural a person that would not have been elected. They would have been rejected by man because in the book of Judges, every one of those judges had a handicap. Every one of those judges should have been disqualified. But I want you to know that the Bible is going to teach us that disability does not stop destiny and somebody ought to give God the praise. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but today I'm going to grow in the spirit and say this with me, disability, disadvantage. Somebody ought to say disadvantage cannot stop my destiny. Somebody should praise God. Some of us have limited God and we said, because of my background, I can't do something. Somebody else has said, because I don't have the education, I can't go forward. Somebody else said, because I've got this setback or that setback. I want you to understand this is why Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. And we see this prophetically prefigured in the book of Judges. I want you to know that Othniel was chosen because he was young and unexperienced. 
experience. Can I get a witness somewhere? I want you to know that Ehud was chosen because he was the man left-handed and he didn't know how to wield weapons from his left hand. Somebody ought to praise God and say, hallelujah, when I'm weak, then I am strong. you to understand that also in the book of Judges, we see that Deborah was chosen because she was a woman for the most difficult task to drive out chariots of iron, 900 chariots of iron. God said, I need to find somebody who cannot glory in the flesh. I need to find somebody who is weak in the flesh for the responsibility that I have for them. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Disadvantage does not disqualify you from your destiny. Somebody should shout the victory. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Strength made perfect in weakness. Say it. Strength made perfect in weakness. I want to show you how that happens. Go with me for a moment to 1 Corinthians. I want you to see from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. The Bible says, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise men after the flesh, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise and the weak things of this world to confound the things that are mighty. Say it with me. God has chosen the foolish things. God has chosen the weak things. Somebody wants to think that you have been chosen because of your intelligence or because of who you know or even because of your experience or because of how long you've known the Lord. But I got a word for you today. The Bible is telling us that God is looking for a vessel today that's disqualified. Somebody, hallelujah, in the natural that's disqualified for the destiny that he is going to cause you to excel in. Shout the victory and give God the glory. I am so excited to share this teaching with you about the Jephthah generation and about how God is going to use disadvantage toward destiny. Let's look at the word of God. Let's look at the way the Bible sees trauma, tribulation, and things that have happened in our lives that we've disqualified ourselves from, that we've said, I don't have enough experience, I'm not good enough, maybe I should have done this or should have done that. I want you to know that the actual pneumatology, meaning teaching on the Holy Spirit uh, in the New Testament, especially from Paul, is that uh, when I am weak, then I am strong. And when I am weak, then I am strong, found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. We need to also understand my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
This is a theology or what we would call a pneumatology of the Holy Spirit through Paul. It's the secret of his anointing. And I want you to understand there is a secret to your anointing. And some of us may have never discovered what is the secret in my life that the Holy Spirit needs? What is that secret in my life that the Holy Spirit wants to use that's just like Jesus? And I want you to understand something. Jesus became a man for our sake. He humbled himself and took upon himself the form of flesh and became, and became vulnerable in all areas such as we yet without sin. And Paul's secret to his anointing is something you and I would never expect. We would think the secret to Paul's anointing was perhaps the learning as a rabbi in his earlier years, or perhaps that he had so many visions and so many revelations from God. This definitely has to be the secret of his anointing. Or perhaps the secret of his anointing is that he taught for an entire year and caused a major revival in the city of Antioch, along with Barnabas. They were calling down the fire of God. And as a matter of fact, that teaching according to Acts chapter 11, that went on every day for an entire year, a revival, as long as the Welsh revival took place in the book of Acts through Paul and Barnabas. And afterward, the fruit of it was amazing. Uh, they sent forth missionaries and there were gathered more prophets and teachers. And that church at Antioch reached a level of Christian maturity that was beyond all others. So the question arises, was that the secret of his anointing? And my answer to you is no, it was not. The secret to Paul's anointing, beloved, was the fact that he became weak, not weak in the flesh, not weak in temptation, but considered himself weak in certain areas. He acknowledged it. There was a messenger sent from the enemy to buffet him. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, that he asked the Lord three times that this would depart from him. Sometimes we get angry at God. Sometimes we're so upset and saying, why is this happening in my life? Why did God allow this? What we don't understand is that this thing was allowed to happen in our lives to make us so humble, to make us so dependent on Jesus, to make us turn to Jesus, to make us trust Jesus with everything that we have, to believe Jesus, to trust him, to yield to him, to surrender everything in our lives to him. And beloved saints, I want you to see that Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. And God said to him, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Let's see what that really looks like. And let's go to the book of Judges. And we're going to share with you one of the most awesome uh, persons in the word of God by the name of Jephthah. Let's look at him. Of course, in Hebrew, it's Yiftah, but let's just call him Jephthah so everyone knows who we're talking about. All right, we're looking at he uh, Judges chapter 11. 
The Bible says, Now Jephthah the Gilead, Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of a harlot. And Gilead begat Jephthah. Now, let me just share with you for a moment. Did you notice how the scripture starts out here about Jephthah? Notice it begins telling us that he's a mighty man of valor. That means that the Bible is beginning to tell us all about him and begins not with his disadvantage. The Bible is not introducing us first to his disadvantage because he's going to have a tremendous disadvantage in his life that God needs in order to position him in the forefront. But the Bible is going to introduce him through his destiny, not his disadvantage. And I want you to understand why. Because God doesn't look at your disability. To God, that disability doesn't mean anything. It just means more dependence on the Holy Spirit. It just means greater yieldedness and greater trust and greater availability to the Holy Spirit to use a vessel that has nothing to help God with. And that's exactly what he's looking for. A vessel that doesn't trust in self, that's just like Jesus. Did you realize, beloved, that in John chapter 5, verse 30, the Son of God himself said, I can of my own self do nothing. That means Jesus as a man totally depended on the Holy Spirit and trusted the Holy Spirit for everything that happened in his life. Now let's continue in the context. And the Bible says, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor and he was the son of a harlot. Now watch how God is gonna bring out this incredibly dysfunctional family. Some of us say, I'm totally disqualified from my destiny because I never knew my father or my father was an alcoholic or my father was a womanizer or my mother, she just was never there. My mother also did this or did that or did despicable things or there were things in our family history we're so ashamed of or maybe God forbid that you were raised in poverty and shame came upon you as a child. You never felt good enough. You always felt like everyone else was better than you were or whatever the psychological condition is. I want you to understand God validates, God recognizes, and God valuates our suffering. And I want you to understand something. He places a price tag on our pain. As a matter of fact, uh, this idea of his mother being a harlot, why does the Bible even tell us? Does it really matter that his mother was a harlot? In this case, it does. Do you know why? Not to a disadvantage, but to an advantage, because God is going to use this shameful experience of his mother being a harlot and getting removed from his inheritance totally illegally because his brothers who were half brothers robbed him out of his inheritance using the flimsy fly-by-night excuse because your mother was a harlot. That it put a stigma of shame on Jephthah. Let's look at the word of God. Let's also see how the Bible doesn't cover up a dysfunctional family, how there's a stepmother involved, how there's rejection involved, how there's animosity involved, how there's bitterness between the stepbrothers 
and Yifta, how Yifta has a father fracture, how there are so many issues in this instance and the Bible isn't covering it up. The Bible isn't saying you have to be perfect. You must come from this perfect home in order for me to use you. Quite on the contrary, the Lord is looking for someone who's been broken. The Lord is looking for someone who he can trust, someone who is so yielded, who has no confidence in the flesh whatsoever. I didn't say no confidence in self. I said no confidence in the flesh. There's a huge difference between not having confidence in self because God gives us self-assurance. He gives us a sense of assurance, a sense of confidence in him, but not in our flesh, in what we've done, how great we are, how much we know, who we know, how much money we have, how successful we are in the outside actually makes us just be able to feel we can succeed. No, that's totally contrary to biblical teaching. The Bible tells us that our success is not based on us. Notice how successful God can make you. A success that doesn't come from this world. A success that comes from heaven. Heaven's manner of success. Look and see what the word of God teaches us. The Bible tells us this dysfunctional family gets very dysfunctional. And the Bible says, And Gilead's wife bore him sons, and the wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Yifta, and they said to him, You will not inherit in our father's house, for you are the son of a strange woman. You know, beloved saints, first of all, that's totally against the Torah. The Bible tells us, in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 16 and 17, the complete antithesis of what these brothers were quoting to their half-brother, saying, you cannot inherit in our father's house because you're the son of a harlot. Uh, let's backtrack just for a moment and let us see that in God's word in Deuteronomy 21, verses 16 and 17, the Bible tells us that it is forbidden for a man if he has um, in ancient biblical times, a son from a loved wife and a son from a quote-unquote hated wife. Um, that son of the hated wife absolutely cannot be disinherited for the sake of the father's uh, love more for another wife. That is totally forbidden in the word of God. So that these young brothers were telling Yifta a lie. But Yifta was so overwhelmed with the life of rejection from that woman. And he was so that his father's wife and he or his. Yes, his father's wife. And he was so overwhelmed with rejection from his brothers that Yifta fled and he came to a place called Tob. Now, I want you to understand the prophet Samuel, who wrote the book of Judges, tells us the place of his departure was Tov. And it's written Tov, T-O-B, but in Hebrew, it's Tov, meaning good. How can it possibly be good that you have to leave your home, your father uh, does not defend you, your stepmother hates you, your brothers play upon that hatred in order to rob you of your inheritance. That just seems so unfair, so unrighteous. If you were Yifta, would you still have hope in God? 
Well, I've got a word for, for you. Yifta was so righteous that he trusted God. And as he went to the land of the Ammonites, the prophet Samuel tells us it was good. Do you know why? Because he became a man that learned Ammonite warfare. He began to protect the innocent people in the land of Ammon from Ammonite warriors. He began to protect their villages, and he began like a, some type of guerrilla warfare. He began to learn all about the Ammonites, the kind of weapons they had, the roads they took, the, the leaders they had, the names of the leaders. He became so skilled that he was protecting hundreds and hundreds of people. And as a result, the Ammonites invaded Israel. And guess what? The brothers who were leaders in the tribe of Gilead didn't know who they could call on to come and defend Israel from the Ammonites. There was no choice. They had to call back Yifta. And Yifta said, you call me now after you've hated me and have expelled me out of my father's inheritance. If I come back, will I be your head? And they said, yes, we're going to make you your head, the head of us. You're going to be our leader. You're going to lead this nation. We want you to come and lead us against the Ammonites. And do you know, Yifta judged Israel for so many years, and Yifta delivered Israel out of the hand of the Ammonites, and God turned it around and used it for his glory. He caused good to come out of grief. He turned the situation around. He used something supernatural out of his struggle. Beloved saints, the prophet Samuel was not wrong when he said he fled to the land of Tob. And right now, I believe God is healing individuals with stigma of shame. Those of you that have come on this telecast today, you watched it and you said, Dr. Corral, I come from a, an environment where there's so much dysfunction and in my family, they have controlled each other through unaffirming guilt. And this is the way they tried to get us to be manipulated. But right now, God is delivering you from a manipulating relationship that has tried to control you your whole life. There's someone else being delivered from a stigma of shame that actually came from the church. You were not accepted in the church, and you've been afraid to be yourself. You've been afraid to serve God. People have mocked you over how much you love Jesus in the church, and they've mocked you over your dedication for Christ. And right now, just stand. Know that God's going to reward you because you've taken a stand for righteousness. Just know, no matter what, who comes against you, God's going to exalt you. This is your hour that God is going to use tribulation for exaltation. This is what God is telling me. God is telling me someone else that is uh, viewing this telecast that has been through tremendous times of guilt. You are blaming yourself for something you did not do. And every time you come around certain individuals, they make you feel not good enough. They somehow lord their success over you. And that's only because their benefit requires that they're better than other people. And that's a sad way to live. Beloved saints, God wants to deliver you right now. He's going to use you. He's going to make you the head and not the tail. He's going to do for you what he did for David. The Lord said, the Lord said to David, hallelujah, that he would prepare a table before him in the presence of his enemies. And he did. I want you to know that he made him the head and not the tail and his very enemies that he prepared the table 
in front of was the very day that Samuel came to Jesse's house and he was not called to the banquet. Only his brothers were called. And his brothers looked upon him with so much disdain that even when he came and his father sent him with the pledges when the war was going on with Goliath, his brethren persecuted him and said, what are you doing here? But I want you to know the day he was anointed by Samuel the prophet, the Lord poured oil upon him in the presence of his enemies. And that gifted generation is going to happen to you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, today, we thank you for every person that's coming into the anointing like Yifta. Lord, you're going to cause them to come back into the place they were driven out of. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 19. Lord, it's for someone that was driven out of their destiny. They're getting ready to go back. They're getting ready to get a phone call. They're getting ready for a divine turnaround. God is telling me this very strong. The Yifta anointing is upon you. God is also saying that someone else who, whose family member has treated you so very unfairly, God is saying just as the Lord put Joseph's brothers at his feet and, and also Jephthah's brothers at his feet, Remember, Jephthah was the descendant of Joseph, so generational captivity was healed right there. God is saying for you, the same thing is going to happen. He's going to put your enemies at your feet. Your family members that have persecuted you are going to come back and see the anointing in your life. This is a tremendous anointing today on this telecast. Receive it right now. Receive healing from shame, from dysfunctional families. God's going to use your whole family for his glory. God's going to use the, the one that was the alcoholic. God's going to use the fact that you, you all lost your business. God's going to give it back to you. You're going to recover. You're going to see God's goodness. It's going to be awesome. Just trust God. It's happening even now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And for those of you that have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, he's the only one that can heal a dysfunctional family. And today, I want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, we ask that every person that does not know Jesus as Savior, that you would woo them into the kingdom. Lord Jesus, come into our hearts. Be the Lord of our lives. Wash us clean from sin. Deliver us completely especially from the spirit and from the stigma of shame. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen and amen. Stand by now and listen how you can become a Hesed partner with this ministry. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button. 
or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.